Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of If We Can Just Say. I can't believe we are having so many episodes. <laughs> Weekly. I know. I am your host, Jessica Carter-Ogle, and with me as always is my husband, Stephen Ogle. Hello, everyone. Yes, I mean, we're having a podcast every week, so yes, we do have so many. 56. This is our 56th episode. That's what's, yeah, that's, that's what's crazy. happening. That's More weeks happening. than in a year. Yeah. I mean, we had our year, and man, I got to rehash this with you. The folks already know this. We had our year talk not too long ago. As, as a matter of fact, four weeks ago. You know, we normally, or I guess the routine has been to record on Sundays. Yeah, but and not as of late. As of late, we've been recording on Mondays, which works out fine, though I'm going through like a big work transition right now that I'm like spearheading. And so I am literally just like mentally exhausted. <laughs> so I know. So I'm like, I feel like I am... You know, like when you're hungover and you're driving the next day and you feel tired, but you're not drunk, everybody, like, don't get me wrong, you're just hungover. Your reflexes aren't as spry as they usually are. Like, I'll be sitting in the intersection and I'll be like, man, normal Jessica would have made that left turn. But this Jessica's like, "Mm, let's wait a second. I feel (laughs) like my reflexes aren't as great as they could be. So forgive me, folks. My reflexes aren't as great as they could be right now. I mean, uh, we we won't say what it is, but we definitely recorded yesterday. It was just uh, an interview, so that could be... Yes, we are going to be sprinkling in here and there yeah. some more interviews, bringing you some more people and stories, human interest stories, specific yeah. topics and reasons why we have people on, and just to kind of expand our listener base, expand our topics and bring you more things, bring you some people that we know in our life that we find interesting and that have cool stories. And so we'll be starting to sprinkle some of that stuff in, in May, um, probably monthly or I don't think there's going to be a schedule scratch that I can't commit to something like that, but (laughs) we will be committing to me folks and we're married. Yeah. That was all of it. Yeah. But no, that's part of the reason why also is like it's Monday and we're recording yeah. on Monday, but also we we did do a bit of this yesterday and and, and That's a good things. point. So, so it's like I'm recording yeah. two days in a row. Yeah. Which we used and to do that back in the beginning when we were trying to make sure that we had episodes banked and stuff. But we don't do that so much anymore. No. It's more I mean, we we stopped doing that pretty quickly, but Yeah. But yeah. And I guess maybe that just made it feel like a mentally taxing kind of end to the weekend as well. Yeah. It was wonderful, don't get me wrong, it was great, but you're still on. So even when you're talking, Stephen and I talking like this, and you're just conversing, just hanging out topic to topic, you're still on. I can't just sit here and not respond to him, <laughs> like he says I do to him sometimes. <laughs> That'd be a fun podcast, just a monologue by me, Woohoo! I mean, you'd love it. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be I fine. don't know if the people would love it, because speaking as a person who hears the monologues wow. all the time. <laughs> I mean, I guess those reflexes aren't so bad. (laughs) Whoa. Anywho. Well, that one hurt, folks. Yeah, buck up, cupcake. That was was right across the bow. You want to be married to me? You want to be a part of the Carter family? You need some thick skin. Thick skin, y'all. So, uh, uh, speaking of the Carter family, we had a concert this week that the Carter family was not able to make. No, Uh, because Sadie was hurt. Sadie, yeah. Abby and Sadie are my parents' dogs, if you all know them. Um, they're about 12, and Sadie has got some arthritis in her legs. And when she went for a walk last week, she kind of fell. Yeah. She couldn't get up. She couldn't get herself home. And then she fell again the next day, and they took her to the vet. She's doing a lot better now, doing much yeah. better. But they took her to the vet, and the doctor said she she still pounces like a pup sometimes. She still pounces yep. like Sophia sometimes when she sees us, when she goes for treats. Like she's, they have so much youth in them still because my parents take such great care of them that they get the best food, the, they get the exercise, they get everything. But she must have came around a corner too quick and slipped and inflamed her leg. So it was super irritated and inflamed. And um, yep. so she... With the arthritis, it kind of compounds on that, and it was hard for her to walk on it, and they had to help her rest, and my dad's been, like, massaging her leg and using, like, the um, that 
pulse pen on it for, <laughs> you know, giving her her treatment. So, but it's been helping I mean, and she's doing better. But unfortunately, they ended up going to vet the vet the day of the concert. So they didn't get to go. If it's the pulse pen like he told me to buy for us, it wouldn't work for him to use on her. She has to hold no, it herself. No, he's doing something like the <laughs> massage thing. I don't know. Yeah. But he's doing something. They. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So who did we go see? We went to see Selwyn Birchwood. For which, the thrice time. Yes. At the same place, the Token Lounge. Yeah. Finally um, got me a Token Lounge t-shirt. 1971, <laughs> baby, Token Lounge. Yep. And I finally got, finally got me a Selwyn t-shirt, which I was pretty excited about. That's a cool looking shirt. Selwyn's yeah. logo is super cool. Yeah. It's his, his it's a guitar um, for the uh, for the neck. It's a guitar neck and, and head going up into Selwyn's, um, what would be, I guess, the outline of his head with his his afro yeah it's really cool yeah it's really cool so he's got some stickers that have like a peace sign a heart and then like his afro so like peace love and selwyn yeah. i love it but he never has any when i see him so yeah. i don't have one of them he gave us a sticker but it was not, that, not sticker. that sticker i got excited for a second yeah but anyway yeah so we went to see him for the third time yep. and the first two times we saw him the first time he was an opener that we discovered at that concert yep so the token lounge was actually pretty packed for the guy that was there. The second time, Selwyn was the opener. We didn't even stay for the second guy. And there was like 10 people there. And yeah. he comes from Florida. So like this time, he was the headliner there. Yep. And he had an opener, but there was still only about like 45 people there. Yeah, so was, I guess it's more than last time. Yeah, and and what's cool is is like when he plays like that, like the last two times we've seen him, he's walked out into the crowd and he yeah. pl plays right in front of you. Yeah, which is really cool. If if you've never been to a blue show, a blue show is different. Um, Definitely different. Like they have long extended guitar solos, and during those times, those guitar players can get out and walk in the crowd, and a lot of them do. Like, Sometimes I feel like at a blue show they play like two songs. But so, they're like 20 minutes each. Yeah. I mean, he played about 10 songs, but he played for probably about 75, 80 minutes. Like straight. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And some of those songs were new because he's got a new album coming in June, which is exciting. Um, or is it May? It's May or June. I can't remember. But his new album is called Exorcist. And I already ordered the purple vinyl. Pretty excited about he that. He's already pre-ordered it. Yeah. Pre-ordered yep. that. He's a pre-ordering fool. Yep. Um, but... Uh, yeah, he played five songs off the new album. But man, they all sounded great. Like yeah. uh, he's got a, a It's got a little more of a jazz feel in it, I think, a little bit. Yeah, he And he, he said Yeah, when we met him, I you know, I I talked talked to him about his guitar techniques and stuff because I've never seen a blues guitarist that's got as good a guitar technique as he does. Um just by using all four fingers, it's not to not to like bore anybody, but like with guitar players, a lot of times they follow the uh the Stevie Ray Vaughan method of mainly using your index finger, middle finger, and ring finger. Your pinky finger is is not used as much. It's used probably more like 50% of the time. Most of the guitars... What do you do with it? They end up putting it back. They bend it back. and like behind the neck? Almost put it behind the neck. It's okay. weird. Like, if you watch Stevie Ray Vaughan, you can see that he has that... that pinky finger is always down. And it's a, it's a style that he got from Albert King and many others that came before him. But Selwyn's using all four fingers. I learned from Dan Knowles to use all four fingers. Don't put that pinky behind. Nobody, yeah. Don't put the pinky behind the neck yeah. because when you got to use it, then you got to pull it out, and that's seconds. That so you're you losing. said Selwyn does use all four. He uses all four of his fingers, and his technique is fantastic. Like he's quick. He pull. Like he does. He also stuff. uses his tongue. Yes. <laughs> yes. He did that on the very first song, and I was like, oh, that's hilarious. But he sells his own merch. So after yeah. the show, I mean, he's up there on stage, barefoot, walking around, coming out into the crowd, selling <laughs> his own merch after. So Stephen was talking to him. Yeah. And and uh, what did I I asked him? We were talking about guitar technique, and then uh, he said he was learning jazz. He was yeah. trying to teach himself how to play jazz, and I was like, well... Can definitely tell that it's working, man, because some of the stuff, the new stuff, sounds like it's heavily influenced yeah. by that, which is pretty cool. So he's expanding himself, which is also another cool thing about blues is that you can bring in rock and roll and jazz, and you can make this nice little fusion together. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty cool stuff. I think he'll be somebody that we'll see every time he comes. Absolutely, yeah. 
And he had a local artist open up for him. I guess the guy has a band, but it was just him and an acoustic guitar opening. He's from Clarkston, Erie, and his name is Frank Grimaldi. Yeah. I thought he had a great voice. Yeah. I liked it a lot. As soon as he started singing, he did some covers. He did some original. He has a really good stage presence with the crowd, like joking with the crowd, getting the crowd going. and. He was good. I enjoyed him. I wouldn't mind being like, oh, Frank Grimaldi's playing at this bar tonight. Let's go up there. Like, yeah. I mean, he he's from Clarkston, which I was like, wow, that's cool. That's my old stomping grounds. Yeah. So cool beans on that. Yeah. I like it. Um, and man, his voice was fantastic. Yeah. Like he I had a it. he had a powerful voice, man. It was it was good stuff. His guitar playing was good. He just acoustic guitar him by himself and. Man. You don't hear that as much. And it reminded me of like when we talked about going to the Ark a couple weeks ago, we saw Sierra Hall and Taylor Ray opened for her. Just a girl and an acoustic guitar. Yeah, Was her an acoustic guitar? Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Like, it's amazing to me sometimes. Like, that's all you need. Like, a full band is awesome. Don't get me wrong, all the instruments. But sometimes just hearing that acoustic guitar, you, you forget like that is enough. That fills the whole thing. A lot of times, yeah. If you if, if you and if you've got the voice that can really stand out with just that, yeah, you've got to have one or the other. You've got to either have the ability to cover playing acoustic guitar by yourself and have an okay voice, or you got to be okay at guitar playing and have a great voice. And he had a little bit of both. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah, so, it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed him. I thought he was good. Yeah, he was very good. Yeah, so that was last week. We didn't have too crazy of a weekend. I Well, I literally have no memory of Friday, so I don't even know. I mean, Friday we went to Kim's. Oh, that was Friday. I was thinking that was Saturday for some reason. I have yeah. a memory of we Friday. We had like some excellent stuffed crust pizza from, what's the name of the place? Uh, Tanya's Party Store in Royal Oak. Yeah. It's not even stuffed crust. It's stuffed pizza. Stuffed pizza. So yeah. it's sort of like a pizza sandwich with like a layer of dough at the bottom, pizza, cheese, all that, and then a layer of dough at the top. Yeah. And it's like browned at the top. It fe- it tastes like a pizza sandwich. Now, I will say that it was better the second day. 100%. Because Jess thrown, threw it into our toaster oven, and that top layer had a little bit of crisp to yeah. it. Yeah. Little, little slight crunch. Yep. And man, that's that was all the difference in the world for that to be take it up another level. Yeah, we didn't want to take the leftovers home, but Kim made us, and it was good because we did like a bunch of yard work Saturday, so those pieces of pizza ended up being lunch and dinner. But we had a good time at Kim's. We hadn't seen her in a while. Yeah. She's the friend that I had plans with right before Christmas, and then I just got super neurotic about getting sick again. And being having COVID again at Christmas. And so I like isolated myself from everybody. I went to work, but that's like all I did. I didn't go anywhere. I, we visited your mom and that was it. I like didn't go out, didn't go to the bar to meet up with friends. Like, yeah, I just was too paranoid. So we hadn't seen her since like the summer maybe or fall. I don't know. It had been a long time. And And for any new listeners, the paranoia was because the previous year we had had COVID right at, on, on Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah. So, uh, and you can listen to our podcast from, from back then and hear all about it yeah. and hear all about how wonderful that was. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, because I'm pretty sure even when we recorded, we were still getting over being sick. And, yeah. And, yeah, there was that. So, yeah. But, yeah, so this, this time around, we hadn't seen Kim probably since October. Yeah. We got home not too late, maybe a little bit later than we thought. And the next morning, somebody was supposed to get an oil change. I don't know why he scheduled a 9 a.m. oil change for a Saturday, especially knowing we had plans the day before. But let's just say that got rescheduled Saturday morning. And then we <laughs> laid in bed for an hour. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, eh, I'm not really feeling the, the whole moving around thing right now. So yeah. I'm going to reschedule this. But we had to get yard work done. We're going to be going to Tennessee. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But And then we've got some family coming in town. And we have like one weekend to get yard work done. And I'm like, oh, I'm already like stressing out about like not having the time. So we started it this past weekend when it was like 83 degrees. And now it's 43 degrees. Yeah, the high today was only 40. And that was just, that's a killer, man. I walked out of work and it was like sleeting snowy rain at me. Yeah, yesterday I went to lunch in flip flops and a t shirt, 
and sat almost like outside, like how they have the walls that roll up. And I was like, nice. And then today I had to like bring my coat out again to go to work. Yeah, I didn't. I normally have been lately going into the office wearing like a, a baseball cap or something. And today I broke out a beanie and put on another beanie. Yeah. I was like, ugh. This is terrible. And no, then fine. and then the desk I sat at was too close to the window, so, and I had on a thin hoodie today. Not happy about it. I was cold Goodness. all day. I was cold worse than I am in my own basement. So The basement was nice the last few days. The basement today when I came home was warmer than what the office was for me today. Well, I just mean having it be 83. You know, it got to 83 in the house. Like, Saturday it was cooler outside than inside. Just yeah. because of the way that all goes, but that's all we've really had going on. Not too much. I think we've been trying to, knowing we've got Tennessee coming up, trying to balance, not just go, 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 but you've got a concert this week. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky and I got a concert and uh, we're going to hit that up. That's going to be in Royal Oak. So who are you guys seeing again? Uh, we are seeing... Um, I don't know all the opening bands, but the headliner is August Burns Red. One of the other openers is The Devil Wears Prada, which um, I like some of their music. I like a lot of their early music. They probably won't, won't play it because they have like six or seven albums out now, but I, I do like their first two albums a lot. They're very good. Um, their new album, I liked it until I heard the very last song on the album. I don't want to get into that so much and, and go off on a rabbit trail. Uh, but there's a song on their new album that I really absolutely hate with a passion. So it's going to be one of those things. And it's a single that's on uh, that they released. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, but August Burns Red, they put out a new album, uh, The Death Below. And I've seen August Burns Red close to 10 times. Um, have you seen them while we've been together i feel like no did you miss a show or yeah i missed a tour okay i've missed a couple of their last tours i haven't seen them the last probably two or three times they've come to town okay um but man i love august burns red they are what's called uh progressive metal so it's very melodic it's dual guitars a lot of dual solos um bass drums and a lead singer slash screamer um, and man, they are just, they're always on another level. Every, they're one of those bands that like, they were heavy to start with and every album has gotten heavier than the last, which a lot of metal bands don't do. A lot of metal bands don't have that capability to continue to push themselves to be heavier than the last. And they are progressively heavier. Cool. And I... I'm glad I, that I, I you have Ricky. For that. Yeah, <laughs> I applaud them for that because they they are fantastic. But like, there's there's never I could put them on shuffle and I'm never disappointed or bored by anything I hear from them. It's all it's it's all awesome. So that's going to be cool. And Royal Oak Music Theater is a big place for them to be playing too. So I, I imagine the place is going to be packed out. So it's a cool area too because you've got different bars and restaurants on, around there. You guys haven't seen each other and what a month or so you yeah, could it's been maybe a little get bit. together before and get dinner or drinks or whatever yep it's it's so that's cool it's been a little bit for sure so so that'll be fun i'm cool. excited about it i i love i love metal shows metal shows are great yeah if you I, do. especially if i know the band even if i just know an opener um a lot of times i'll stick around for the last band um i can name I know there's one time I didn't stay for the headlining act at a metal show, and that's because the band right before them was The Chariot, and the headlining act I had never heard of before. And, I mean, I've got The Chariot tattooed on my oh, body. Yeah, you love them. Like, there was no getting better than Josh Skogan being on stage with The Chariot. Like, that that band, it there was no way they were going to hold up to that, so I just left. And the people I was with, we were like, all right, look, we're, we're, we came here to see the chariot. We're good yeah. to go. We, we've well, that was we've like had our fill. In the second Selwyn, we were like, no, we're just going to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the other show that I think of. Cause I, you know what? And there's a third show I walked out of. I went to see Blues Traveler and Dashboard Confessional open for, um, uh, Semi Charm Kind of Life. What's the band? Third Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind. And I left. I heard Semi Charm Kind of Life on my way to the, on the way to the car, that was like one of the first two Third songs I played. Was great live. I didn't stick around for them, but I heard, 
as I just said. Yeah. Semi Charm Kind of Life, their biggest song, they played like number two. And I was like, you're headlining at Pine Knob. This is not like you're playing a festival where you can figure out who's there to see you and who's not. Like most of these people know. probably paid to see you, but. I liked them live. I thought they were good. But, but you've yeah. got, that's your, you've got one more metal concert in October that oh. he's going yeah. Well, he's going to Indianapolis for, and odds are I'm probably going to Indianapolis too. Unless my buddy Stu can go. Stu, if you're listening, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Dude. Um, If I go, then we're going for the weekend, and I'm having an Indianapolis weekend. But if I don't go, then no love lost. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Stu, if you can go, I could go for the weekend. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> just let me, just say say you're coming Ticket, in tickets are bought so it's either yeah. me or him yeah um but i mean Stu would have to travel from from states the other side yeah. of the country so well he can visit his dogs yeah um i uh am looking forward to having a wednesday evening by myself no <laughs> offense like i have to drop some stuff off at my parents after work on wednesday and then i'm just like coming home and soph and i will, i'll probably run and soph and i'll take a stroll and then We'll snuggle up on the couch and marathon 911 Lone Star, most oh, likely. You won't watch Dynamite without me? I don't watch Dynamite with you. <laughs> I usually read for a couple <laughs> hours. Oh, boy. That's funny. Just a quick note for those of you keeping track of Woodwatch, Woodwatch 23. Oh, my Stephen gosh. did grab a bundle of bush from a neighbor's property. Whoa, folks. We are a family-friendly You podcast. grabbed a bundle of bush. <laughs> I don't remember the story. I just remember him coming in being like, I got, I saw some on the curb and I got to go get it. It's like every week now. Okay. First of all, my excitement level is never that high for anything in which requires me to leave the house oh, no. again. Wood. No. You get real jazzed about wood. No, I, I don't get excited once I've gotten home to leave the house again. So I was just like, Hey, I saw some stuff down a couple of houses down. I'm going to go get it. Now I got about three houses down. and was like, this was further down than I thought. I should have just drove my Our car. Our neighbors probably just see you walking around carrying branches around the neighborhood. Oh, I There's it. a big tree down by us. I'm surprised I didn't find that in my backyard today. Oh, I could have <laughs> gone out there with a chainsaw and cut some of it up. You, they but probably went, would have appreciated it. But I went into the office today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, went, I, I walked down. It ended up being like seven or eight houses down and getting a branch and then coming back. And that one, man, I'm excited because that one we cut up on Saturday. And uh, snip that into into a lot of pieces, so that was cool. Um, you and Soph just fetching sticks around the neighborhood. Oh yeah, like yeah. like father like daughter right here. Yeah, fun times. So yeah, we got a lot of that. Oh, yeah, all taken care of on Saturday. Which Speaking was good. of Soph, we're traveling this summer. Um, our big honeymoon trip. My mom is watching Soph. Thank you, mom. I don't know if you listen, but that's awesome. And we're taking her when we go to Tennessee. I just text your mom and was like, I just ordered some dog food on Amazon. It'll be arriving at your house for Sophia. Um, That's funny. But we have one trip where we're going with my parents. So we need someone to watch her. And I've used Rover in the past and I've always had a really good experience. And as soon as I reach out to someone, they get back to me. And I reached out to one girl. She never has yet to get back to me. It's been a week. And then I reached out to another girl 24 hours later. She still did not get back to me. And I was starting to get a lot of anxiety. And then um, I think last Thursday or Wednesday before I went into the office, I reached out to a girl at like 745. And when I got to the office at 815, I already had a response. Her name was Jessica. So I think that's a good sign. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, that, like, thank you for responding. Like, I, I just I feel like if you're giving your services and someone's going to pay you and this your bio says you're using this as like a part-time job or like a job while you're going to school or whatever like how do you just not reply i like mean I, if they're in school i mean it could be i don't know it's i don't know it could be close to spring break you maybe. always have an excuse for people but it's, it's like not if an you excuse, don't it's an understanding of people like if you, you don't, don't respond have in a week no i feel like if someone's calling you to do, if someone calls my dad to do a piano move and my dad doesn't answer and doesn't call those people back in a day, they have found somebody else to move their piano. Yes, if but you, your dad is also not in school in so, which he's a full-time student. 
Full-time so? students don't have a lot of time during the day you to be answering stuff. You don't know that they're stuff. full-time students. They're going to school. What is full-time students anyway when you're in college? I think you can respond in a week. Even the one girl, she finally responded like after, I don't know, a day and a half. And she's like, I'm so sorry about the late response, which I appreciate. But for me, it's like, this is someone I'm leaving my pet with. I need there to be prompt responses. I need to know that like you're going to respond like a friend of mine or one of my, you know, people that I work with was going on a trip and they had a couple people that watch their dog and it all like fell apart. The person didn't end up coming and dropped them last minute and they end up finding like a kennel last minute the day before to take their dog. And like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I wouldn't go. I'm not last minute putting her in a kennel. Yeah, that's that would not be uh no. Yeah, like not, I just not, I don't not with her. I don't know. Wouldn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it would be weird. Yeah. So so I'm glad. I'm glad we can take her to Rebecca's and, you know, do all that. And I'm still hoping that this girl from Rover works. We already have one meet and greet set. I like like we're going sometime in June, so I want to do a meet and greet in May. I want to do a meet and greet in June. And even the girl was like, I really like that you want to do two. So many people just do one, and it's not close to when they're going, and I prefer to do two as well. And I'm like, all right. I think we have something here. So so that's yeah. cool. But we are looking forward to heading to Tennessee, world's biggest fish fry. Yep. Seeing your family. Yeah, you know, seeing family... The last time, so, so we went last year and we podcasted about that. That's an episode um, that we did last year. So you can look in uh, probably the first week of May of last year and you can see uh, when that was released. And that's probably our episode that talks about last year. Um, but something we didn't talk about last year that I wanted to throw in here today was that, like, you know, we do family Christmas every year, Caldwell Christmas, the second week second weekend in December and it's been that way since I was you know before I was born and so doing that is something that is easy it's ingrained every Friday when it's a habit you know it's a habit so you know it used to be you know we're going to grandma's on Friday and we're going to grandma's on Saturday and we're going to grandma's on Sunday and then eventually my aunt Teresa and uncle michael they built a house and so it turned into we'll go to their house on friday night and we'll go to grandma's on saturday and then my grandparents eventually they you know couldn't they had to have be in assisted living and they couldn't be in their home and they sold their home risa had the biggest house so it became my mom's house on friday and risa's house on saturday and then clint got a house clint and amanda and it turned into either my mom's or Reese's on Friday and then Clint's on Saturday and then, and so on. And then Melanie's in town. So now she's got a house. So it's always, you know, it's easy, easy going. Well, last year when we did fish, fish fry, everybody's schedules was so crazy. Everybody's coming into town at different times. The yeah. parade is on Friday. There's a fish tent that's there from Wednesday through, through Monday, I think, or Sunday. Uh, there's a, a fair that's there. So like, it's all kinds of stuff. And then you have people coming in from three or four different states with times. And it's last year, we didn't get to see everybody all at once. There was yeah. never an all together meeting. And I talked to my aunt on Sunday and it's like, it's, that's not happening this year either <laughs> because not everybody's going to be there at the same time. And that's the, that's the thing I was going to uh, bring up kind of to you was that like w- with your family, like, do you know, do you, does that kind of thing happen with your family as well like is that a history of that of like you guys have something that's kind of assumed when it's a holiday or is it just kind of like everybody's coming in whatever well I mean you know no one really comes in for anything so like with my family we don't any extended family that doesn't live in Michigan I don't see on the holidays so like the last time we all got together was the last two times that everybody got together was our wedding reception So it was for that. So, you know, I came up with an itinerary and all that. (laughs) And then it was for my birthday. And not everyone came, but a good amount of people came. So it was always for like an event. When you're around an event that's going to be at someone's house or for somebody, it's a lot easier. And this is what I'm thinking about with fish fry. There isn't a Caldwell component. 
like Christmas is a Caldwell Christmas. Our yeah. wedding reception was our wedding reception. Those events right there have carved in family time. Fish fry over a myriad of a week with people coming in at different times and fish tents going to different days and everyone meeting outside for watching a parade. And then after it, what do we do? There is no like congregating fam familial reason yeah. being together. So yeah. I think that's part of like the chaos too. I think there's really going to only be like one or two. Well, really one day that we'll see maybe everybody and one day that we might see everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah. and then there's a couple of people who can't come in at all yeah. this time around, which is man, like that was the whole thing of wanting to do it around fish fry because we were hoping that everybody would be able to get off. Cause it's not a national holiday. So you I shouldn't think, be fighting for any expensive plane tickets or anything like that. And then, you know, things come up in people's schedules because that's just how it is now, you know, and you got to do what's best for your family. Yeah. And I think as as we get older, too, and you guys are so dispersed, like when you guys were younger, yeah, there was a lot of kids in the family, but you were all in the same area. So you could all get together for the most part as you get older and it's like another generation in there and they have kids and like lives are just different now i think it's a lot no no i think it's harder yeah to balance all that you've got cousins with kids and like you know they your cousin from colorado drive is driving from colorado with his two kids like that's a two-day drive like yeah for, yeah better man than me because i would not be driving for two days yeah but it's just but i also wouldn't you know don't have to get a plane ticket for two kids too so yeah, and, and part of it is like when we were kids, we didn't think about any of that. Oh, no. We just thought, all right, everybody's going to be in. I'm going to go see all my cousins on Saturday yeah. at Grandma's house or at Reese's house. Or you what, don't realize like, all the logistics that go into it till you get older. Like even the family outing that I was planning for Mackinac that was supposed to happen in August 2020 and then COVID thwarted me. Like there's a lot of planning that went involved in me finding the hotel for everybody and picking the weekend and, you know, planning out certain things we were going to be doing and like yeah. everyone booked and it was all great. And then it fell apart. So it's frustrating too, when that happens. So you plan everything for like the Caldwell Christmas and then people get sick or someone can't come in. It's disappointing. It, it sucks. Yeah. And it's just hard whenever your family, just like my family is far. They're yeah. all over. I've got Florida and Arizona and Missouri and you've got Colorado and Kentucky and Texas and Florida and, yeah. you know, everyone's all over the place. And we're in Michigan and then everybody tries to converge on Tennessee because that's the central spot. Yeah. You know, like we've we've talked about before, like, you know, could we do another location? And it's like, no, like no. the simplest location is to go to Paris. Yeah. Not because of habit, but just because of location. Yeah. Because it's already a two-day drive for Jarrett from California, or sorry, from uh, Colorado. So like a two-day drive for him, if we move it seven hours east to Kentucky, he's a three-day three drive. Yeah. Like that's that's just crazy. Not to mention Adam and Tara coming from Texas, that turns them into a three-day drive. And Paris, Tennessee has the most of the family. It's yes. got Risa and Mike and Clinton and Amanda and their kids and Melanie and your mom. Yeah. And you know, your cousin Joyce and Uncle, Uncle Timmy. Timmy. Yeah. You know, it has all those people. So that's, you know, that's never going to change. So we'll see. I mean, we're going for a whole week. So yeah, we'll see who we can see. Yeah. And I, you know, um, I just, I hope to see everybody. Last time we saw everybody. Um, we did. It was just dispersed about. So hopefully we'll all be able to congregate at Melanie's for a bit. Yeah. And then, of course, every time I go to Tennessee in the 22 years I've been here, I if I haven't seen him, it's because he's been on a, you know, on a trip out of town or something. But that's Chris. I always see Chris. Yeah, we he's, have plans to do that. You know, he's like he's the closest thing I'll ever have to a brother. I've known him since he was born, you know, and I'm only like three or four years older than him. So he's uh, he's like my little brother. But, man, he's he's the best, man. He's just the, the coolest guy, easiest going like him and his him and his wife like are so they're so funny but they're like naturally funny people and just good people so yeah we'll have a good time yeah. it'll be a good time no matter what seeing your mom helping her do stuff she likes when we're there and yeah you know we're lucky enough to be able to work for a few days while we're there too and then also take a couple of days off to spend with everybody so yeah and my mom's pretty pumped about us coming in she yeah she always likes it so 
So that'll be a, you know, a good second fish fry anniversary for me. Speaking of anniversaries. Whoa. What? Ayo. What do we got going on with musical anniversaries? We got some album anniversaries this week. Um, so we got some fun stuff this week. I, I kind of um, branched out a little bit. Oh. I pulled in some more genres that we haven't really uh, been mentioning in the past. Some stuff that we know. Soph just ran down here with a toy and I was scared she's going to start barking. So I looked in her and gave her a thumbs up. Like, good job with your toy. She doesn't know what that is. Well, I don't even know what I was just thinking right now. I was like, thumbs up, like, yeah, that's good. Good job. You got that. I hope that keeps you, like, I hope you keep working on that while we finish recording. And now it's already under the couch, I think. Oh, wonderful. All right. Well, you got a second if you need to go grab that. Yeah, you start on the album anniversaries, and she did not understand my thumbs up. That's evident. And and she's pretty upset about it. She didn't didn't care for that gesture. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's something offensive to dogs in their language. So, um, so you're an idiot. Yeah. So, uh, so this week's album anniversary is the way it works for all you new folks that are listening. Um, is that I, we release the podcast on a Tuesday. So I pick the date of the podcast releasing and it's from Tuesday all the way to the following Monday. So we're looking at, uh, April 18th all the way until April 24th. And those are the dates. Am I wrong about something? You just gave me a weird look. No, the look was because I just got her cheese from under the couch and I thought it went under there again and I was going to literally have smoke coming out of my head. <laughs> um, so uh, this week, so all these albums came out in those dates between the 18th and the 24th. I won't say the specific date because that doesn't matter. It's just this week. Hit me. Um, but I'll give you the year. David Bowie. Ooh. Adeline Zine. Oh, I don't Yeah, know. 1973. I don't think I've ever heard that word. Is that one word or two? Uh, it's two. Adeline Sane. Sorry, Sane. No, I'm not making fun of you. I like literally don't know if I know that album. That is 50 years old. Wow. You're almost that old. Close. Closer than me. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so that's a good one. Cool. Um, 1998, Faith Hill. Faith. Wow. Yeah, we're talking breathe, man. Yeah. Yeah. That golden, golden, like black cover. She's got like a black dress and it's like yeah. golden. Yeah. Oh, nice. man. That's, man, that's my, I was getting ready to graduate. That was like yeah. one of the hits on the radio. Oh, man. That was good times. Man, she was good. She, her, and I think she has like a voice, like a throat issue, like a voice. I don't know, but as a sidebar about Faith Hill, I've never seen her in concert, but I went to the Tennessee Titans first game in that stadium in Nashville. It was a Friday preseason game, and she sang the national anthem with the National Sym- Nashville Symphony Orchestra. Oh, that was amazing. Uh, I don't know that I've personally um, heard an artist, a nationally known artist, with with pipes like, yeah. like Faith Hill. Yeah, absolutely stunning. Yeah, she's my great. dad. My dad was was even like, "Whoa!" Yeah, she's great. Like, man, she's awesome. So, uh, moving on. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy mix volume two. Oh, nice. Yeah, in two thousand seventeen, which has not, got a ton of old hits. Not on as it. good as volume one, but it's good. But it's got Cat Stevens' father and son yeah. on it. Yeah. It's got that. It's got George Harrison on it. Yeah, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I just have a soft spot for volume one. Yeah, volume one had had way more way more hits on it, but volume two had a lot of good stuff. Um Hootie and the Blowfish, nineteen ninety six. Fair what? Fairweather Johnson, their second album. Love me some Hootie. Yeah. So uh so that one's rocking some man, nineteen ninety six. That's when you, crazy. When you say the nineties ones, I get excited because I'm like, I'm gonna know these. Yeah. Um, a band that I like. Oh boy. Um, that is a hardcore band with a female lead screamer that only had one album. Welcome to Rando Town, everybody. Yep. Gotta have a random one in there that nobody's yeah. gonna know that I know that I'm trying to share share the love with. Ricky'll yeah. know who this is. Oh well in that case. He'll be the only one. Yeah. Um, but uh they're a band called Still Breathing. They had an album called September in uh two thousand and two. Uh man and I've never you've never mentioned them. Um it, it's a female lead That's screamer, fine. and I'm going to tell you right now, you, you can't tell until unless somebody tells you. You, uh, you can't. T- sometimes you can tell it's a girl, but sometimes you can't. Like her voice, she gets deep. It's pretty cool. I love when your country comes out and you're like, I'm going to tell you right now. You sound just like my grandpa. <laughs> like my grandpa was from West Virginia. He's Italian, but from West Virginia. Like, 
Like Stephen wants, like my grandpa used to be like, one the Sam Hill. Yeah. And like we were in the car once and Stephen was like, one the Sam Hill. And I was like, what is happening? My worlds are colliding. And whenever he's like, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm like, I can just picture my grandpa. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's Sorry. Awesome. Sidebar. Um, the uh, second album from a band called The Arctic Monkeys mm-hmm. um, in 2007. Favorite Worst Nightmare. Okay. Um, man, what a fantastic. Fantastic album. Mo- a lot of bands suffer from a uh, uh, sequel album that's not as good, like the Letdown. Sequel Letdown is not as good. Like, yeah, that happens a lot. Not with the Arctic Monkeys. That album is absolutely fantastic. Um, and then uh, the last album on the list um, is from 2012, making it uh, coming on an 11-year anniversary. Um is an album called Up All Night by one Kip Moore. Excellent. Yeah. That's so, his, I love that album. Yeah, that album is there's not a there's not a bad song on it. Yes. Put it on and And it, I recommend the um extended edition. Yeah, cuz it's got like a live sound check of like four or five songs yeah. that he does in soundcheck so which is which is cool as well but uh man that album once it's done put Kip it back Moore on was like our our early relationship like bonding like he was like our musician like that's why we've seen him in concert this is going to be our fourth concert this year yep yeah so yeah yeah even though i'm not super loving his newest album i'm gonna let it grow on me but hey that was a song on his last album grow oh. on me grow yeah. on you yeah but yeah, so uh, Kip Moore, Up All Night, um, I'd say that's probably the highlight of all the ones to go listen to. Go listen to Kip Moore's Up yeah, All Night. It's good. One. It's country. It's singer-songwriter. Uh, man, it's just it's just good stuff. So Cool. Is that all of them? That is the album anniversaries for this week. We got a few minutes left here to talk about a couple shows. But first, I want to talk about my freak in the sheets over there. And by sheets, I mean spreadsheets, folks. <laughs> So he, if you guys remember, did his Chicago One spreadsheet where he has a color-coded spreadsheet of Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, and Chicago Med so we can watch them in the correct order. So we're watching our shows, oh, right? Oh, man. He, he was like, we have to start watching PD. We have to start watching PD. And I said, okay. So we start watching PD, and they're talking about Severide, who is a character in Fire. And she says something like, yeah, well, he ran into that guy during the blackout. And I'm thinking to myself, blackout? And then they were like, so-and-so was kidnapped this morning. And I go, hold the phone. I didn't see any of this. I didn't see a blackout. I didn't see a kidnapping. (laughs) Pause it right now. Get back to fire. What's going on? So he had to deep dive in the web for a couple more articles about the order to watch things because we were off. Yeah, we were off. Spoiler alert. Yeah, not cool on that. I I don't like spoilers. Um but uh the spreadsheet now is very thorough um and uh and Jess Jess doesn't like PD we're only like five or six episodes in and uh she is it's not okay she is not a fan of PD I, she's not and uh well you know I got a long way to go I'm and he's gonna it. make me watch the whole thing because it's got to coincide I like some of the characters I like it I just it's not as good it, it's not fire, as good as fire. Yeah, and maybe it'll get there. Yeah. But Void is no Bowden. That's all I'm going to say. If you know, you know. Yeah. Void Void is one of those guys that's uh he is a very he's he lives in the gray area. Yeah. And boy, sometimes it's very shady, but his whole crew, I like his whole crew. I yeah. like everybody on it. Yeah. It's 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 got Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What's crazy to me is Steven hates procedurals, and he is like, neat, you know, just in. He is in. Part of it is is that the main guy who plays Casey was from House, and I watched House, and I liked him in House. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, all right, I'll give this show a chance. Not to mention your mom's talked about it a lot. Oh, yeah. My parents um, love their Chicago One people. Yeah. And I was like, all right, there's crossovers. And I, I, I like good crossovers. I, I like this feel of, of like, it's not superheroes, but they're treating it like a comic book. Things are crossed over. Yeah. And I, I dig it. It's very cool. Like, you're watching 911 and 911 Lone Star, and they did a crossover for yeah. you. Yeah. 
I like that kind of stuff. I think that kind of stuff is cool. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be superheroes to... and CGI and stuff. You can do it with real people and, and it still cross it also over. doesn't have to be like a backdoor pilot or like a whole yeah. thing. Like, you know, you got a Chicago Fire Department and a Chicago Police Department. Odds are they're going to stumble over each other every now and again. So sometimes it's not even a big storyline. It's just like one of them shows up or sees the other person or... Like on Chicago Fire, they have a bar called Molly's and on Chicago PD, they're just out getting a drink. You don't see any of the characters, but you see that the waitress has a Molly shirt on and we're like, oh, they're at Molly's. So, yeah, that's cool. That's and that's the kind of stuff that's great. But also uh, the other show that will be a part of this will be um, uh, she obviously mentioned Chicago Med. But also Chicago Justice only had one season. Yeah. And SVU, Law and Order SVU crosses over quite a bit um, with PD. So I'm pretty excited. I like what we're watching on on this. I, I, I think the writing is is very, 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 very good. Um, the other so thing we had in the list that we haven't talked about and finished a while ago and it keep running out of time <laughs> and we can't get to. And that's why I'm taking things off so we can talk about it last of us oh my gosh y'all i'm sure you've all watched it like i don't it's it's been over for over a month so spoiler alert we are going to spoil the last of us i what i really my big takeaway what i liked about last of us was the human element story like it is about i guess i don't know they're not zombies but there's like a um it's airborne in the game it's airborne in the game but it's a fungus in the in the in that's the, in the taking story. over people and kind of making them look like zombie slash mushroom heads yes. if you will yes and there are handfuls of episodes where you don't even see those things but you see the human fallout you see how people react you see the desolation in the world and people coming together and people not coming together. And you see these pockets of relationships. And like, I think the coolest thing about the show is that it's not what you think it is because it's not just another like post-apocalyptic show. It's really a show about humanity and, you know, the human resistance and the human like striving to survive. Yeah, and and with Joel, the main character, um, the biggest thing is is that in the beginning of the game, you start off as his daughter. Yeah. And you play as his daughter in their house. And I watched that when you started playing the game. Yeah, and, and you know, it's one of those things, like, um, the outbreak happens, and him and his brother grab his daughter, and they go, and they, they get in the truck, and they go, and they're trying to get out of the city, and, like, it's chaos. It's absolute chaos trying to get out of the city. And they finally get to a, a border and they're literally, they're going to cross a border and get out and they get stopped by military and the military, like he's literally Joel's got his daughter, you know, in his arms cause she can't run fast enough to keep up with him and his brother. Cause she's just like a little girl. And he's like, you know, we're not infected. I promise. She's not infected. She's just, she, you know, fell down and hurt her ankle. She's, she's not infected. And, the military officer in a chaos situation that he's in where he's seen people attacking people and biting people and all this kind of stuff and chaos, he shoots them. I mean, you can, I've, and, and he had no reason to shoot them. No reason to shoot them, but it's welcome to America. But that's the game. The game starts with that heart yeah. that says, this is a story about humanity. It's not a story about zombies. It's about life and loss. And the show I mean, I've never seen a show take a video game and make it so accurate and make it so real and feel exactly like the game did and make me feel the same way the game felt. Like, this show did that constantly, and I was constantly happy about it. The depth of the characters, like, I mean, episode three is called Long, Long Time, and it is about Frank and Bill. Yes, which are small characters in the game. Yes, Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett play Frank and Bill. Yes. And it is probably one of the most beautiful love stories I have ever seen depicted in cinema. Yes. And it is one episode of television that honestly is standalone. If you could watch just that episode, I wouldn't advise it. I'd watch the whole show because it's great. Yeah. But it is one 
beautiful love story episode that you don't see coming. You didn't know what was going to happen. So Kelly and Wes, my cousin and her husband are watching this. And Kelly texted me and said, did you guys watch Last of Us last night? And I said, no, we didn't watch it yet. We'll probably watch it tonight. And she's like, buckle up. Let me know. Let me know (laughs) what you think of it. And it was the Frank and Bill episode. And I was straight up sobbing. Yeah. It was the most beautiful, genuine, kind, like love story. It was just um, an amidst this chaos of all of the stuff happening and the isolation, you stumble upon an unexpected like love of your life. And they told us that story. And like you said, that was a whole story that they wrote because Bill and Frank are just random characters. They're not even a couple in the game, are they? No. They're just two, Frank, two characters. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Nick Offerman played Bill. Bill, yeah. Frank, I, I don't remember Frank in the game. I don't remember if yeah. he's already dead. Or not, so, I don't remember, but but they're talked about. And then Bill is a crazy person because yeah. he's isolated himself and trusts nobody. It, and it's been 10 years since the outbreak. And like he trusts nobody at all. Even though he knows Joel, he still doesn't trust him. Yeah. And he's absolute chaos. He tries to kill Ellie. Like it's in the game. And like, in the show, they don't yeah. even meet. But that's no. like the most beautiful, like just the most beautiful love story. The whole show is just... I mean, because you get Joel losing his daughter, and then we fast forward. Yes, just like the game does. You fast forward 10 years, and it's So Joel is gray already. It's more than 10 years. It's like 24 years or something. It's it's some... uh, I don't know that it's quite 24 years. I don't know. But But Joel is gray, and he looks older, but... And also, like Pedro Pascal, I'm going to tell you right now, that dude is... Awesome. There's a reason the world is a buzz with him right now. Yes, like the uh, the character in the game is a just a regular old white guy, uh, not anything uh, like he's bearded and stuff like that. But like, there's no ethnic background to him other than the fact that he's a Caucasian guy. And so when they cast Pedro Pascal, I was like, all right, he doesn't totally look like him. But then when I heard his voice, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, he's Joel. He's Joel. He does it enough that like he's Joel. Yeah. Like he embodies that character from the game so well. Um, Anna Torv has a small part in the yeah. in the show that is exactly like the game. Like it, you know. And when she showed up, I was like, man, I was like, she's such a big actress to be doing a part that I know in the game is not a big part. Which they gave her every bit of that part, and man, she just she killed it. She absolutely killed it, which was awesome. The other actress that killed it was Melanie Linsky. Mm-hmm. I've never seen her do any type of role of what she did in this game. And her character is not was made for the show. And that was another thing as a person who played the game. I was like, man, I kind of wish I had run into this character in the game. This character was a good character. Somebody who started off doing a good thing that it turned into yeah. her good thing that she was doing actually turned to be bad it's that whole bad you either die a hero or live long enough to be a villain yeah and that's her she's never done i've never seen her do anything like that she's mostly in comedies playing awkward characters and stuff but i was like man and she's on yellow jackets which we haven't watched yet yeah i know and i i do want to see that um but uh there's also henry's henry's character with his son and they brother or yeah, his brother, and and they keep that exact to the game. Well, like, you also are got to mention Ellie Bella Ramsey. Oh man, she's fantastic. She's great as Ellie, and she's British. And I, you, I didn't no. know that until I heard an interview with her, and I was like, oh my gosh. What's cool too is like you see a lot of side by side stuff on the internet after an episode airs. You see that Ellie's wearing a t shirt that's exactly the same as the shirt she's worn on the show, or there's different things that look exactly like they did in the game. Yeah. I think everything they did was very intentional. And even when they changed something like the Bill and Frank storyline, like it was intentional. There was a reason for it. It, yeah. I I text Kelly after and was like, that was the love story we didn't know we needed. Like that was so good. Um, and the thing is, is that the ending for Last of Us is just like the game. Yeah, word for word. Well, that's why I kept asking you every time, like, is this like the game? Is this like the game? Yeah, and I thought I was gonna get annoying by going like, ah, that's not totally exact, but it's it's close. It's close enough. Like that's cool. Or like, wow, that was exact. Like, 
Uh, I mean, obviously in the game, you're fighting and killing a lot more of these zombies and stuff like that. And, and that's obviously the focus to keep you going in the game. But the actual real focus of the game is the story because the story of the game, the first game I think has about total an hour and a half worth of cutscenes. Which, if you don't play video games, basically a cutscene is is that you've made it to a point in the game where you're you don't have control anymore, and you're watching a mini movie or a scene or two. And in the case of Last of Us, sometimes it they went on for a couple minutes. Yeah, and it's like it's like an actual scene. It's all still animated. It's their characters. It's not live action, but there's an hour and a half worth of cutscenes in that first game. In the second game, which I'm not completed with, and we're not going to spoil anything on that thing as things um, were spoiled with me yes because you were in the room while i was playing but i think there's like two hours worth of cutscenes in that game so like and that's something that's not really done in video games because it's spent a lot on the action but these these creators were smart and went we're gonna pull them in with the story isn't doesn't the avengers game you play have some cutscenes like that yes okay so that was the first time i'd seen it and you're watching like avengers and i'm talking to you and you're like stop or you're playing it you're like stop talking i can't pause this this is a scene i need to hear what's going on and i'm like what sort of world do we live in where you can't pause like mario could sit pause just bouncing up and down having no problems yep there's a part in the avengers game that i have no idea what was said because jess just kept talking to me and i was like shut up i can't rewind this like, you know, I can't pause don't it. you like, tell your uh, wife to shut up? I will. When I'm playing games, yes, I will. But, but anyway, yeah, Last of Us, the show. I watch, I've watched bits and pieces of the movie or the game as he was playing. And it's funny because as soon as they were talking about finding Henry and the brother, Stephen's like, I'm not sure who that is. And I'm like, well, isn't it the guys that were when they were in the bigger houses? And they were, and he's like, I'm still not sure who it is. I'm like, I'm telling you who it is. And I was right. And he didn't remember. I, I didn't and I'm re- like, I watched two scenes of that game. And like, I'm like, I remember these guys. I didn't remember until they got to the sniper scene. When they got to the sniper scene, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know where I'm at. Because it took me three hours to pass the sniper scene. Because yeah. I, I went about it the whole wrong way the first time. And then had to backtrack and stuff. Um, yeah, that was, oh my gosh, I can't remember the little kid's name. The little kid uh, in the is also deaf as well yes. in the video game as well as the show, um, which which is it adds to an interesting aspect to the game. Um, obviously, his name was Sam. Obviously, so Henry and Sam. Obviously, the thing that's most pro- uh, obvious there is that there's representation. Representation mm-hmm. in the video game, and they kept it in the show, and I thought that was very cool. Yeah. Um, but man, I can't say enough. I I, I enjoyed Last of Us uh, so much. Like I it think... was, it was visually accurate, and it was dialogue accurate. And there was one episode that was far and away the best episode on the show. That was nothing to do with the game, just the two characters of Bill yeah. and Frank. And I said this about spoiler alert that we watched a, a few, like a month or two ago. Um, and I'll say it about uh, Bill and Frank's uh, story. Anybody who's a writer, watch those two. Yeah. Watch them. If you want to write a love story, go watch it. Yeah. It's the two best love stories I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. They were both really good. And you know what else was cool about Last of Us? Um, the woman that played Maureen is the same one that voices Maureen. Yes. And then there's also a couple people who, vo- the guy that voices Joel, the guy that voices somebody else have small parts in it as well. Yes. So they actually took some of the voice actors and gave, you know, gave them small roles as well. So I think that's yeah. cool too. I think they did their best to be true to the game and to um, pay homage to the people that voice the game and are a part of the game and, you know, really show that. So I, I mean, I highly recommend it. It's a very different kind of show. It's not, it's not going to be, you know, killing zombies right and left. It's, it's good. I enjoyed it. I look forward to season two. Um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Pierce is the guy who voiced Tommy, uh, Joel's brother in the yeah. game. And he played, uh, he played a character with Melanie's character where he was basically her, Right, her right guy. hand man. Yeah. He's got a great gray beard. It's huge, yeah. and man, he's all he's all jacked up and ready to go. Man, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, can't say enough two about the show. Up. I I can't wait for season two. Uh, season season if if season two does what I think it will do with the like following the second game. Uh, everybody, be ready. 
because yeah. if you think season one was intense, wait for season two. It is the second game. I'm about halfway through it right now. It is intense. Yeah. Like they up, they up the, they up the ante on their story and, and, uh, which is, which is pretty cool. So cool. Yeah. So two thumbs up. We recommend. Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think that's it for today. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, WordPress. If we can just say 918 at gmail.com. Send us a message. Talk to us. Reach out. Ask us a question. Tell us something. Um, tell your friends. Like, listen, subscribe. Wow. I think you got it all. I think I did. Man, that's a, you impressed me. I oh, stumble through all you. of it because I'm like, did I get blah, blah, blah. That's why you don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, because I got tired of just stumbling through it. I believe that's all we can say this week. Bye, y'all. Testing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Testing. 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 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. I didn't know you could count that high. <laughs> wow. It's a real jerk right there, folks. Mm, well, it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs>